Hi, I'm Paul Bott from Paul Bott and Company Estate Agents in Kemptown in Brighton. Uh, the idea behind uh, these podcasts is to help and give advice to anybody uh, within the property market if they're buying or selling, whichever stage they're at, from first time buyer to experienced buyer and seller, to help with advice uh, in any way that I possibly can for mortgages, onwards and upwards to completions of properties. So, Last time we spoke to young Aiden, uh, who was uh, just starting out on his adventure into finding his next home, his first home. In fact, how are you getting on, buddy? Yeah, very good, thank you. Yeah, very good. Um, I've actually got really exciting news today. Oh, go on. Um, so I've done a few viewings and I found a property that I really like and I put an offer forward and it got accepted. Oh, man, that's so, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, really, Congratulations. Really, thank you so much. Um, although I do feel a little bit intimidated. Okay. Um, it might be just because it's my first time, but the agents I'm using, they want me to use their own brokers and solicitor and I kind of feel a little bit backed into a corner. What should I do? Very, very good question. Very, you know, I mean, a state agency is all about business and there's different income streams, uh, solicitors that pay referrals, uh, brokers that obviously pay referrals. So, you know, the agent's going to try and look after you as best they can, but they've also got to earn their commission at the same mm -hmm. time. But uh, it's important for you to take a step back, take a deep breath. So your offer has been accepted. Uh, by the vendor, which means that they like you, they like the story behind you, your situation. So what we spoke about last time, you made your wish list and so on and so forth. You've you've made your plan of action. Mm -hmm. So stick to that and don't let anybody put you off it in any way. Stick to your guns, um, obviously without making yourself look like a difficult buyer yeah. at the same time. You want to get on with the, with the agent, but just say, listen, I've got my broker and, you know, by all means... Um, uh, you know, get 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 your solicitor to uh, to send me a quote if you want. Now, it, it it's rather than just throw everything at you. I mean, your broker's your broker. Mm -hmm. That's done. That's settled. That's great. Uh, explore their quote a little bit. So, for instance, obviously, I'm not I'm, I'm not going to mention any names, but the solicitor that they that they send you. Try and make contact mm -hmm. with that solicitor, not with respect to them, their assistant or their paralegal. That solicitor, the solicitor is going to be dealing with your case. So leave them a message mm -hmm. if you can't get through to them. Uh, send them an email. Uh, now, if you don't get any response for your message that you've left, walk away because this is all about communication, as I said, communication. And if they're not communicating you from the word go, mm -hmm. what are you going to be like two months down the line, three months down the line, where you're you're a first-time buyer, you're going out of your, your mind, you can't talk to anybody. For sure. No good. So communication, if they come back, if they phone you back and say, hi, how you doing? Yeah, how can I help? Brilliant. You know, maybe look at them. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. And um, so now I've got my broker on standby and I've chosen the solicitor that I want to go with. What's my next move? Okay. Um, different people have different opinions about what to do next. Do I... Uh, wait for my mortgage valuation to be done before I I uh, go with a solicitor because, of course, everybody's got to pay for the mortgage valuation. You've got to uh, put funds on account with a solicitor. Now, for me, mm -hmm. uh, for instance, my home uh, that I bought just over four years ago, for me, you buy, you buy. Mm -hmm. You know, you go, you go straight for it. Um, so it's a case of you sit down with your broker, uh, and you, what's called sign up. 
which means you kind of buy the rate that they've given you. So uh, you pay them for the services, of course, um, their fee. Um, you pay for your mortgage valuation. You kind of buying buying that rate, so you can get that. That's going off to the to the underwriters, so that that they can get things going, uh, and at the same time, get in touch with your solicitor. So, so basically, it's a matter of moving moving everything forward mm-hmm. as quickly as possible, immediately. You know, what I say to people is is the sooner you do everything, the sooner you're going to be in your home. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, you just mentioned a mortgage valuation. What does that actually do? Okay, your mortgage valuation. Uh, uh, first and foremost, obviously this doesn't happen anymore. But back in the 80s and 90s, people get a mortgage or trying to get a mortgage on a property that wasn't actually there. So the surveyor wants to make sure that the property actually exists. And it's important for them to check the value of the property that you haven't asked to borrow 500,000 for instance for argument's sake on a property that's worth three mm-hmm. because they simply won't, won't, won't lend on it they need to check the value the reason being is that say for instance you, you can't pay for your mortgage mm-hmm. they have to repossess they need to make sure that they can resell the property get their money back mm-hmm. uh, as soon as they can let me give you a, a quick couple of examples on that because it's always about Risk factors, so deposit levels against value worth. A couple of quick examples for you. We sold a property uh, about 18 months ago. It was at that time where, you know, you had 30 viewings on the Saturday, 15 offers on the Monday. It was on at 5.55, had a lovely young couple um, who offered me £605,000. Brilliant. I had another couple who were, uh, they were mortgage related with a, with a 15% deposit on 605 when the market, when the market was right peaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. really peaking. And a cash buyer at 590 when the asking price was 550 to 575. So my conversation with my vendor was to go with a cash buyer because they were solid and secure. The couple at six, they were lovely, really, really lovely kids, you know. Um, but that, that, the risk level, yeah, that 15%, if they haven't been able to pay, would that mortgage company have got their money back uh, as soon as possible? No, they, mm. they, 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 they wouldn't have done. So that would have been downvalued. That mortgage valuation would have been downvalued. So potentially down to 575, 580. Mm-hmm. And then they've got to start all over again. So in that situation, the easiest thing was to, uh, to take the cash by. But a mortgage valuation basically checks the value of the property and the risk factor for the lender. Okay, cool. And uh, what are searches? Searches are a number of things that a solicitor uh, will look at to make sure that the property is if a cash buyer viable. Um, if it's a mortgage lender, the, the solicitor works for you and the lender. So first and foremost, they'll check for local authority searches, which will see if there's any planning issues. So if you're buying a house next to a field, uh, if there's planning for 40 houses to be built, uh, in that field, any building control issues such as that, any highway issues, if, if there's a motorway nearby, for instance, that's going to have uh, widening uh, lanes and so on and so forth, which means heavier traffic, again, affecting your home and the potential resale of that pollution mm-hmm. uh, issues, of course, which pretty much speak uh, to themselves. Environmental searches such as flooding issues, are you in a flood zone? Is are you sitting at the bottom of the bank and there's likely to be landslide issues? Is there any history of that? 
subsidence issues are, mm -hmm. are with the, the quality of the ground that it's built on. Has there been subsidence within other properties uh, in the area? Contaminated land issues, such as recently, we've seen a lot of having come from Brighton, been here all my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I've seen petrol stations be, be sold, uh, and the land has to decontaminate mm -hmm. yeah, before a building uh, can, can be built. A uh, very famous one locally to us here by a building called Marine Gate, where the gas works used to be. Mm -hmm. That land has been decontaminating for a very, very long time and will be built on at some stage. And finally, uh, there's water and drainage searches. So basically, who owns and maintains the sewers below? Um, who's it down to? Who's uh, sewers and drains are crossing? Who's boundary? Who's responsible for them? Make sure that the property is connected to a public water supply. Um, is the water supply metered or rateable? The location of public sewers. Um, whether or not you would need planning permission from uh, the water company if you wanted to extend. Mm -hmm. um, so all of these are answered by the local council. Right, okay. Okay, that makes sense. And um, what is a building today? I've spoken to a few people. My parents have, well, they're adamant that, and they should, said that I should get one. Very interesting question, quite a grey area. Now, for me, if you're buying a house, absolutely, 100%. You've got to make sure that everything, because the surveyor can go in and check the loft space, the roof, the ground, the side, any cracks, any the, the path, leaning, everything mm -hmm. uh, about that property. When it comes to flats, if, for instance, uh, my family, we had we bought my mother a few years ago, a lovely ground floor flat, and there were two flats, a ground floor, first floor, in a large Victorian building. So on that instance, yes, we made sure we could get a server, I spoke to the chap upstairs, we could get, get into the loft, uh, he could really look at the building almost as a whole without being able to go into the flat upstairs. <clears throat> then uh, flats that are in uh, large buildings, uh, be it uh, a Victorian that's like five stories or a property we sold in Arundel Court, um, that there's 14 flat purpose-built flats uh, or one in Pankhurst Avenue. Uh, that there's so so many properties, is it worth paying five six hundred pounds for? No, it's not, because that surveyor can only go into that flat and the communal hallway leading up to it. He can't go in the loft. He can't go in the flat above. If there's a flat below, he can't go into those. Hmm. Um, so you need to to come on to rely on what's called an LP one form, which we'll come on to, where the maid the, the management company looks after that building. Well, it should will have. And this is something also your solicitor will look at. Um, what's happened to the building? What work has been done to the building? Is there any work, any major works planned for that building? How is the fabric of that building being looked after? So for me, if your flat is within the building of purpose, so on and so forth, my suggestion would be no. Okay. And I've paid my solicitor. They've got the money now. Uh, he has my ID. He's made the file compliant. Is there anything I need to do my side with the solicitor? No, no. With your solicitor, uh, that's all you need to do to, to kick things off. And you need to do this as soon as possible because you'll instruct them. Um, they'll send you out a client care letter, uh, which will inform you of all their terms and conditions. Uh, it will say how much money you need to give them on account, money for searches, which we've discussed, and the last for ID, so photographic driving license or passport, and a utility bill proof of your home mm -hmm. needs to be within the last three months, okay. so it's recent. So they can actually, so 
you're compliant. You're a legitimate customer. There is no concern over who you are um, or, or where you're from, so to speak. Right. Okay. And so I've signed up for my mortgage. I've got my valuation done. Then they give the give me the money. Is that how it works? In a nutshell. In a nutshell. Basically, you're you'll sign your mortgage up. The underwriters will check it to make sure that what you told them, if you'll excuse the expression, stacks up. Um, so your pay slips make up to the amount of money that you that you want. So you've got to the correct deposit. They have proof of deposit, bank statement or whatever, or premium bonds and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. And also uh, that they're happy with your past. You don't, you know, we spoke last week about going out at Christmas and buying lots of things and not mm -hmm. paying for them, making sure that you're credit worthy. Mm -hmm. uh, so... Once that all stacks up, so your history is good, your money stacks up, you're clean. Yeah, if you'll excuse that expression, they will send you out what's called a mortgage offer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that is your rate that you've bought. We saw last year at lots of things when a certain politician, the budget, uh, created soar in interest rates. Mm -hmm. If you had had a mortgage offer, that's a legal contract. They, that lender couldn't pull that offer from you. They can pull while it's going through a rate. They can take mm -hmm. a rate out. But once you have a mortgage offer, mm -hmm. that's legally binding. Right. Yeah? Okay. That, 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 unless something severe happens, that they, they can't say, well, I'm not, no, he's not having that rate because I want an extra percent. No. The mortgage offer is your mortgage offer at that rate. Right. Okay. And um, earlier on, you mentioned an LPE1 form. What mm. is that? Basically, LPE1 forms. Um, what uh, an LP1 form is, is from the managing agent of a building. Now, this, will, again, will explain what's, what work has been done to that building over the last three years or so, how it's looked after. It will confirm what the service charges are that make sure that you've been told the correct money, uh, correct amounts by the, uh, the, the agent. Uh, is there any major works due? I will that service charge uh, be increasing? Mm -hmm. uh, as it only works due uh, to start next week that the vendor didn't tell, which isn't the agent's fault, the vendor didn't tell the agents about. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and what's due over the next over the next few few years? Um, is there going to be enough money in what's called a sinking fund? I.e., you pay two thousand pounds per year, X amount goes onto the building's insurance, pays for the communal lighting in the hallway, the cleaning of the communal areas, and the, the rest goes into a sinking fund, which should build up. So any works that need to be done, hopefully there'll be money within those. Or are they going to paint the front of the building next year and there's not enough money in there, so they're going to ask you for an extra £2,000. That basically is what the LP1 form will do. It will tell you everything about the building, the, the history of the fabric of the building, what's due to be done, which then also goes back to why wouldn't get get a building survey on the flat? Because all of that information is in this LPE1 form. Right, okay, that makes a lot of sense. And um, as the process is going forward, how long will the entire process take? It all depends on, A, the information, how, how easily uh, is the information, relevant information that the solicitor wants available. So the vendor solicitor, this is why you need to get everything to your sister as soon as possible. Money's on account, uh, ID, make their file compliant because they'll send the contract out. Uh, the vendor's list will send the contract out to your sister who won't start anything 
until he's got money in his pocket and your file is compliant, mm -hmm. then he will what's called raise inquiries and look through the contract. I want to know about that. I want to know about, I want to know that. So it'll ask uh, a number of questions. Then your searches will come in that we've discussed. Uh, he might want to know about, okay, that looks like some planning. Uh, I'm not happy about that drain. Oh, there's no flood risk. So, so he'll be asking questions about that. Then when the LP1 form comes in, mm -hmm. um, He'll be, okay, so I'm not happy about that. That's not what the agent told my client. Okay, so so there's some work, Stu. Is that is going to affect? What, is that money in, really in the sinking fund or is, does that need topping up? So there's lots of questions and answers that will be going between the solicitors. And it, it, it's how responsive. This comes back again to talking to the solicitor at the very beginning. How responsive are they mm -hmm. uh, to getting this? So contract comes over, inquiries go over. How quickly are those inquiries answered? Are they sufficient? Or are we going to do inquiries upon those inquiries and get that? LP1 form comes over. Questions are answered about that. That's then got to go back to the management company to ask, how quickly are they going to be working? You know, so there's lots of pieces of the, of the jigsaw that one needs to get together. And again, this comes back to that basic thing, communication talking to people, making sure that these questions have been answered in sufficient timelines to put all those pieces of jigsaw together to create that crucial picture. Right, okay. And is there any way that I can speed it up? Absolutely. You can be a real pain. I'm trying to think of a creative expression. Uh, a pain in the backside. Sorry, I hope I didn't offend anybody. Um, you just, just be on the case. You're, now, your agent should have what's known as a sales progressor. Mm -hmm. So that person's job is to take the sale from when sales memos are sent out from the negotiator who sold you the property to the solicitors. Now, that sales progressor should be checking, um, first and foremost, that the vendor has instructed their solicitor. You've sent your solicitor monies on account, ID, and so on and so forth. So it's their job to make sure that everybody's doing what they should do at the very beginning. Have they sent the contracts out? Speaking to the your solicitor, have you received that contract? When you raise inquiries, have you put searches in hand? Um, speaking to the vendor solicitor, have you paid your managing agent, which they have to do, for the LP1 form? Has that been ordered? So your sales progressor, the agent, should be asking all of these chases, chasing the sale for you. Now, you need to chase to a degree, that sales progressor, don't be a pain because don't forget that sales progressor, you're a vital person, you're a vital client, okay, as is the vendor, but that sales progressor could be chasing up to 40, 50 sales at any one time. So you've got 50 sales, so you've got buyers and vendors, you've got 100 clients, so this was on either side, so that's 200 people that person has to keep track of, then you've got managing agents and so forth. So it's, quite, it's a very difficult job. Mm -hmm. It's a very difficult and complex job. Um, and, of course, dealing with people uh, in a sales situation where people's emotions can run high, yep. yeah? So it's that person's job to manage everybody's expectations. So it's a very difficult job. Uh, so chase them in a nice, polite manner, um, and they will respond to you very, very well, you know? Um, also chase your sister. And if your sister tries to palm you off, remind your sister you're paying their fee. Yeah, mm -hmm. they work for you. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like anything in life, the person who screams the loudest is the one who gets listened to.
Right, okay. But also don't be a pain because people won't talk to you. Okay, okay, fair enough. And um, okay, so I know it's a little bit further ahead. When can I actually move in and start my new life? Ah, yes, wonderful. When everything's done, when all of the, as I say, these parts of the jigsaw are put together and we create a picture, yeah? Wonderful. Your solicitor will write you with what's called a report on title, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, that will basically be uh, everything from what's going on with the building, the searches, if they're going to build a runway at the bottom of your drive, everything that you require to know. Now, within this uh, report will also be the contract uh, for you to sign. Now, if, for instance, let's say, let's pick a country. You're living in Sweden, okay? So all this is coming over via email, okay? Mm -hmm. The solicitor will require what's called a wet signature, yeah? Uh, Which means that you've actually got to sign the contract, you can't scan it in and email it back. That wet signature has to be sent via post to that solicitor, okay? So they have a wet signature on the contract and put you, which will put you in a position, if you're happy, they're happy, the lender's happy to exchange contracts with the other side. And you'll be talking about completion dates. Now, hopefully everybody is singing off the same hymn sheet, so to speak and wants to move as quickly as possible. This this can, again, throw up a couple of issues such as uh, holidays, kids' holidays, you know, my uncle's getting married and so on and so forth. Lots of potentially different complications um, which the sales progressor will work on to rectify uh, uh, as soon as, as quickly as possible. Um, and then, now, and one big tip I will give you, if I may, is that, when you're looking to, say you're looking to exchange today, the very last thing your solicitor will do is double check with you that you're happy to exchange. Right at the last minute before they do it, yeah, they'll check with you, are you happy to, 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 to go forward with this? They have to talk to you. They have to have communication from you. Now, if you're abroad, you can send them an email first thing in the morning. So be in their inbox. When they get in or from the other side of the world, send it a note for whichever. So it's in their inbox. Stating, hi, this is Aiden, to confirm I am alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know that sounds a bit crazy, but there's no point in them exchanging if, God forbid, something should happen to you. Yeah, who's exchanging? Mm-hmm. I'm alive. I'm happy to exchange on said address. Yeah, with completion, with, with the, the, the amount of money, with completion for such and such a date please let me know when it goes ahead so they have they don't need to chase you they've come into the office that morning i'm alive you have my authority to exchange on this property at this amount with this date for completion and with that they come into the office they'll phone the other side yeah again it has to be done over the phone and they will exchange contracts okay now what exchanging contracts it doesn't mean they actually drive over to that office because it might be, I don't know, Loughborough to think of a place. Um, they can't drive up there to deliver contracts and exchange physical contracts. Yeah. Once you've exchanged contracts, you're legally bound to buy that property. Yeah. They will, they will, they won't have your, your, your you have to put down your 10% mm-hmm. deposit or if it's smaller, agreeable within parties, but on average, a 10% deposit on exchange of contracts, and then you're legally bound to move forward with a date 
for completion. Right, okay. Well, thank you so much for answering all my questions. It's been a massive help. You're very welcome. And listen, it, it's, it's a minefield. Mm-hmm. It's a minefield. But all you've got to do is, is, is stick to your plan of action that you made from the get-go. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Communicate and work with people throughout the process. Okay? When the sales progress with the agent, be nice. Yeah? Even though you're feeling pressure, be nice. Bear in mind that person will be under huge pressure and will have lots of people shouting at them. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Be nice to them and you'll get further. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Speak with your solicitor. Make sure they're doing what they should do. If need be, pop into the office. Yeah? Give them a bit of a kick. Yeah? Um, but be nice to that sales progressor. Yeah? I guarantee you're nice to that sales progressor. Your sale will go through nice and smoothly and quickly because they'll enjoy speaking to you yep. rather than someone else who's just going to shout at them down, down the phone and be rather rude because it happens. That's life. Mm-hmm. This is a state agency. It's buying and selling. It's emotional. It's up there with divorce and God knows what else, yeah? So that's the absolute key mm-hmm. is stick to your game plan, stick to what you know best, what you've learned from me, uh, <laughs> And what you've learned as you've gone through the process, yeah, stick to that. Communicate at all times, preferably by phone, email if necessary. Um, be nice, be polite, be helpful, be transparent. Uh, you can't lose. Right. Okay. It's all good. Yeah. Thank you so much. Hey, you're very, very welcome. You're very, very welcome. One thing I'd just like to add, if I may, is, is thank you once again for listening and uh, and and if anybody. If I can help anybody in any way, uh, please feel free to, to email me. It's paul at paulbotandcompany.co.uk. And I'm more than happy to answer any questions any day of the week at any time. And as always, it would be immensely helpful uh, uh, if you would really help us out to get the word out about uh, these podcasts. Uh, so please like and subscribe uh, to this podcast. Uh, and uh, we'll have... Another new subject for you next week. Next week will be someone who has just bought their property in the minefield that they went through. And uh, let's see what happened there. But thank you very much for listening. Appreciate it. Have a great day.